are you ready for the word? Yes. Okay, okay. I want you to be prepared because today your life will never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, if you're ready, tell with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus. I just need to make sure that there is no lipsticks on my lip. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. Someone said the pastor who wears lipstick. You have no idea what church members say, you know. You are Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. I read. The Bible says that. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Let's read it together. And he said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am continuing the series I started last week titled, Show Me Your Glory. And this is part two. Show me your glory. And this is part two. The God that we serve is a God who is full of his glory. He is a God of glory. And it's important for us to understand this God. Because like I've always said, what you don't understand will kill you. Lack of knowledge destroys people. That's why it's important for us to have knowledge in relation to the God that we serve. That's why Paul said that I may know him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Please understand that the very first day you were introduced onto this earth, you and I were called into glory. We were called unto glory. That's what the Bible says in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. The Bible says that according to his divine power has given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of of him that has called us to what? To glory and virtue. So the first day you were born, you were called unto glory and virtue. The word virtue there means honor. You were called unto honor. First verses whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature. So God from beginning wants us to be partakers of his divine nature. 
That's why the Bible says that in the beginning, when God created us, he said, let us make man in our own image. So you are made in the image of God. Because you are made in the image of God, you are now a, div- you are now a partaker of the divine nature. You are now a what? A partaker of the divine nature. And being a partaker of the divine nature means no sickness can abide in you. Because you are a partaker of the divine nature. Because you are a partaker of the divine nature, you cannot be depressed. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Are you following me? Are you following me? So it is so important for us to understand that in this day and age that we are living in, for us to experience the glory of God, we have to know the protocol that surrounds the glory. We have to know the protocol that governs his house. We have to know the protocol that governs his presence. That's why when Moses asked God to show him his glory, God said to Moses, I cannot show you my glory because you are not ready yet. I cannot show you my glory because you are not ready yet. Quickly, what is the glory? The glory of God is the splendor and the majesty of God. The glory of God is the splendor and the majesty of God. Number two, the glory of God is the manifest presence of the fullness of God. The glory of God is the manifest presence of the fullness of God. So that means when the glory of God shows up, he shows up in his fullness. That means when you see the glory of God, you have seen the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Number three, the glory of God is the weight of God. That is why when the weight comes upon you, when his glory comes upon you, you can't stand. Check through scriptures. Everyone that has had an encounter with the glory of God has never been able to stand. Why? Because the glory of God is his weight. When he comes upon you, you can't stand. He's, he, he, is so, he is so splendor. He is so sweet. He is majesty in his appearance. And after today, someone will experience his glory. I said somebody will experience his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, God has never and will never share his glory with any man. God has never and will never share his glory with anyone. That's why the devil has been trying to go after the glory. Now, how many of you have ever seen a thief stealing something that is of no value before? Have you ever seen a thief break into a rich man's house and goes and all they steal is a pen? Have you ever seen it before? When they go, what do they go for? The most valuable. 
they go for the most valuable things, the most expensive, is the same way with the devil. From beginning, the devil has been looking for the glory of God. Why? Because he fell from glory. He fell from glory. So from the very beginning of time, Lucifer has been looking for the glory of God. That's what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12 to 15. The Bible says, how art thou falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. 15, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. I want you to look at five statements that Satan made. Five statements. Number one, he said, I will ascend unto heaven. What is he looking for? The glory. Number two, he said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What is he looking for? The glory. Number three, he said, I will sit also upon the most high, the congregation of the most high. What is he looking for? The glory. Number four, he said, I will ascend above the clouds. What is he looking for? The glory. Number five, he said, I will be like the most high. What is he looking for? The glory. That's why he fell. The five I am's. I will be like God. I will ascend into the most high. Are you following me? So it is important for us to know that from day one, the devil has been looking for the glory. He's been looking for the glory. He's been looking for the glory. And that's why it's important that those who want to see the glory of God must walk in meekness and humility. And not in an exalted posture like Lucifer. Lucifer was proud, very arrogant. He had no meekness in him. He had no humility in him. He said, I will ascend unto the most high. I'll be like God. You can't be like God. You are the creator of the creator. You can't be like him. You can't overtake him. Before the beginning, he was. He created beginning. Before heaven, he was. He created the heavens and the earth. So you can't be like him. Listen, all the battles you've been fighting is because the devil has been looking for the glory. Why? Because you carry glory. I want you to get ready today. Today the revelation of God will come alive in your life. You'll experience the glory of God. From today you begin to understand why the devil has been fighting you. Like I said, the thief never goes to steal anything that is not valuable. 
Now, how many of you remember when Saddam Hussein was overthrown? If you watch the news, many people went after his statue. Do you remember? They pulled down his statue and they stepped on the statue. They took images of him and they were burning the images. Now, what were they doing? They could not get to him. They could only get to his image. You and I are made in the image of God. So if the devil cannot get to God, he tries to get to the image for God to be upset. But he doesn't know that what he's actually doing will perfect your glory. Hallelujah. So the fight you are fighting, the challenges, the battles is because you carry glory. Let me quickly show you three people who were carrying glory that the devil went after. The first, as you know, is Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 4. The Bible says that now the serpent was more subtle or subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, Ye shall not eat, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. What is he looking for? The glory. That's why he's a serpent. That's why you can't afford to be a serpent. You can't afford to be a serpent in the church because serpents walk alone. Serpents don't have leaders. Have you ever seen, how many of you have ever killed a snake before? Anyone? Anyone? You're scared. Now, a few people, when you kill those snakes, how many did you kill? One, two, three, were they walking together? Four, ten? Was it one? Yeah. You will never see snakes walking together because snakes have independent spirit. Don't be in the church and have an independent spirit. When you walk alone, the devil will kill you. That's his strategy from beginning. That's why serpent snakes are killed alone. When they come to your house or come to where you live, they're alone because they walk alone. Even from birth, Snakes walk alone. Immediately they come out of the egg. They, they go, I walk alone. They don't want to follow their parents. So don't walk alone because when you walk alone, you will be killed. The devil will come for you. That's why you have to be planted in a church that teaches the word. Yes. Be planted. I am yet to see any tree with fruits being uprooted from one place to the other. You have to be planted. Because please understand that even the church is the glory of Christ. So when you are in the church, you are covered, you are under the glory. Glory be to God. Are you following me? That's why it's important to be in a place where you are shielded, you are protected, you are fed, you are nourished day after day, week after week. A place where you can call home. 
How many of you have a home here? You have a home. You have a house. Anyone? Everyone. All of us. So when you live here, you know where you're going. Where are you going? You're going home. It's the same way it should be. Sunday morning when you wake up, you know you are going home. Where are you going? You are going to church. Solution must be your home. It must be a place where you are planted. Don't be a serpent. Why? Because serpents walk alone. So the devil's strategy is to cause you to walk alone so that you can be destroyed. That's why he came for Adam and Eve. All he was looking for was the glory. The glory over their lives. Because remember, they were operating just like God. They were speaking to God in the cool of the day. Adam had the power to name every animal on the surface of the earth. So don't allow the devil to deceive you. Don't allow him to come for the glory that God has placed in you. The second person we want to look at is Jacob. Genesis chapter 31 verse 1. You know the story? Jacob took his brother's birthright. I don't think it's his brother's. It was his birthright from beginning. Now somebody said Joseph was a supplanter. He was a liar. Now can you imagine that the Bible says the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, and the God of Isaac. If Jacob was a supplanter, God will not identify himself with him. If Jacob was a cheat, God would have never identified himself with him. So that was his rightful birthright that he took. And you know the story, after he fled from his brother, he went to serve at Laban's house. Even at Laban's house, look at what happened. Genesis 31 verse 1. The Bible says that, and he heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's has he gotten all this glory. That's not true. He worked for it. He worked for 14 years for two women. Plus another seven years for all he earned. He served Laban for 21 years. And within that 21 years, Laban changed his salary many times. Yet God still prospered him. Why? Because he was walking in the glory. You see, when the glory of God is upon you, it doesn't matter where you are. You will flourish wherever you are. And therefore, I decree upon you that in that company, you will flourish. I decree upon you, in that marriage, you will flourish. I decree upon you, in that business, you will flourish. Oh, let me hear a living amen. In the name of Jesus. They say, oh, look at Jacob. He's stolen our fathers. Everything he has is our father's property. Forgetting that the father cheated him. He wanted to marry Rachel. The father gave him Leah. That's why it's important before you marry, make sure the woman who is covering her face with a veil is the right woman. Because after you say, I do, it's too late. <laughs> Praise God. 
Hallelujah. That's why also it's important. Don't do deals at night. You do deals at night, they'll sneak in what doesn't belong to you. They sneaked in Leah into his bed and he thought this was Rachel, praise the Lord. But by the time, it was too late. The third person that was carrying glory that the devil went for is Joseph. Genesis chapter 45 verse 13. Genesis chapter 45 verse 13. The Bible says that, and ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that ye have seen, and ye shall haste and bring down my father hither. Now, can you see what's happening? Now, Joseph at this point is in Egypt. Joseph is in where? Egypt. And at this point, he's gotten so much glory. The glory of God is showing in his life. And he said to his brothers, go and tell my father of all the glory you have seen. Now, the very day Joseph said, I have a dream, the reason why they were persecuting him was because of the glory of God over his life. The devil will not fight you if you're not carrying glory. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why some of you are going through battles after battle. You are wondering, God, what is, what, is, what is it about me that I'm going through all this struggle, all these challenges? It's because you carry glory. Because you are a glory carrier. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Somebody say, I carry glory. Oh, say it again. Say, I carry glory. You carry the glory of God. You are a glory carrier. Get ready, I'll show you in a moment so that you can see that you are a glory carrier. So from today, when you are walking about, you know what you carry. When you know what you carry, you, you handle it with care. It's, it's our glory. Okay, let's. Now, the devil's plan is to prevent you from seeing the glory of God from day one. That's what he's been working towards. He wanted the glory and because he couldn't get it, he'll go after anyone and anything and anywhere the glory is. The devil don't fight churches that don't carry the glory. The devil only goes after churches that reveals the glory. That opens the word unto you. The devil won't fight anyone that is not carrying the glory. That's what you have to understand. And we are defenders of the glory. Amen. We are defenders of the glory of God. Amen. That's why when the devil comes after you, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray with you. And by us praying together, we will win that battle. Amen. I said we will win that battle. Amen. Why? Because in this family, we don't lose any battle. Amen. We don't lose any battle. Amen. I said we don't lose any battle. Amen. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter who is coming against you. We don't lose any battle. We always win. We are winners. Somebody say we are a winning family. Oh say it again. We are a winning family. We always win. Goliath can come against us. We will always win. It doesn't matter the troops that are coming against you. You will always win. 
it doesn't matter the sickness the devil throws at you you will always win and today the glory of God will burn away that sickness today the glory of God will burn away that incurable disease today the glory of God will come so strong upon you they will scan you again then that cancer cannot be found because glory and cancer cannot abide together glory and HIV AIDS cannot abide together glory and leukemia cannot abide together glory and any sickness name under the surface of the earth cannot abide together therefore I decree the glory over you hallelujah so you have to know what you're carrying you are carrying of the glory I say you are carrying of the glory when you wake up in the morning look, look yourself in the mirror and say wow God looked through the whole world and put himself in me He put his fullness of his glory in me. I'm a carrier of the fullness. Not, not, not half. Fullness. Fullness. It's like going through the, the filling station. He doesn't put half tank. He puts full tank. Maybe you went by the petrol station and you only put five pounds. He said, I've only got five pounds. Well, that's what you've got. But when you go through the filling station of God, which is called the glory zone, he fills you to the overflow. He fills you to the overflow. Hallelujah. So the devil's number one plan is to prevent you from seeing the glory. Because he lost it, he wants to, you also to lose it. <laughs> but you will not lose it. The Bible says we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. So turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 3 to 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 3 to 7. The Bible says that but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Follow me carefully. If our gospel, the gospel that I'm preaching, if it be hid, it's not hidden from the saved or the righteous. It's hidden from those that are lost. Why? Verse 4. In whom the God of this world, he is the God of this world. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, so the gospel by itself is glorious. It's full of glory. Are you following me? That's why 2 Corinthians 3.8, it says, We all with an open face beholding, beholding, beholding the word. The word, the gospel is full of his glory. So when we behold his glory in the word, the Bible says we are changed from glory to glory. Are you following me? And after today, you are moving to another glory. 
you've been on the low level of glory for too long. After today, you are changing level. Today, you will be upgraded. I said, today, God will upgrade you. Is somebody looking for an upgrade? You've been in economy for too long. It's time to upgrade to premium. I don't want premium. <laughs> I don't want first class. I want my own jet. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I want my own jet, man. When I'm in it, I'm, I don't want no passenger in front of me. I don't want no passenger snoring in me plane. Because sometimes when you are traveling, whether in economy, premium, first class business, there are some people who can snore. If it's a 12 hours flight, they'll snore you throughout the whole flight. You can't say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, madam, can you calm down the snoring? No! I want to be in my own. Now, don't envy me because the glory is bringing it. The glory is bringing my private jet. Glory be to God. That's all right. So what are you going to do with it? You wait. When, when it comes, I'll show you what is, what is used for. Praise God. So, so we, we don't allow the devil to hide the glorious gospel from us. Now, have you wondered why every time you take the Bible, you sleep? Have you wondered? Have you wondered that you take any other book, a big book, Macbeth, Shakespeare, is it Shakespeare or Shakespeare or Shakespeare or whatever? Praise God. You take that big book, you don't sleep. Eh? Why did I even say shake his feet? <laughs> and that's all of you today. That's all you're going to remember about the message. Pastors, instead of saying Shakespeare, he said, shake his fear. <laughs> Praise God. Now you take Shakespeare's book, you read it without sleeping. Take the Bible. Some of you have never read the book of Leviticus. Never. Is it Leviticus? Is it in the Bible? Yes. Yes, it's in there. You take the Bible and then you are reading the promises of God. You start sleeping. Why? Because he doesn't want you to see the glory. He is too clever. He does. Now, have you noticed that every time, every time you want to study the Bible, that's when you receive more phone calls and more text messages. Because he's too smart. He knows that the only thing that will reveal who you are to you is in this word. And so he'll do everything possible to prevent you from having access to the glory. But we are smarter than him. From today, before you do your Bible study, you turn your phone off. Switch off your phone. And don't be in the prayer closet and leave your phone on. And then you are praying. And then your phone rings. Hello, I'm praying. I'll call you back. You are a joker. You are a joker. Have you, listen, the prayer room is a labor room. Have you seen a woman in labor about to push a baby out? And then she's pushing. Mm, 
And then the phone rings. Okay, hello. I'm, I'm having a baby. I'll call you back. Have you ever seen it before? No. Labor room is the time of traveling. The Bible says, as soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth. Glory be to God. That's why every time you're about to pray, clean, clean, text message, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Which other one? Huh? Twitter? Do you know that there are many Christians who cannot read the Bible for five minutes a day? Yet we can touch our phones for millions of hours a day. Some of us even in the church, we say we have our Bibles on our phones, yet we are not looking in the Bible. While pastor is preaching, you are looking at Facebook. How many likes have I got? How many comments have I got? You have become a needy person. A needy person. What are people saying about me? Why don't you go and look what God is saying about you? This is more important than Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or WhatsApp. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away. Facebook will pass away. Snapchat will pass away. Twitter will pass away. Instagram will pass away. But one thing will remain forever. And that is the word of God. This is the only thing that abides forever. Some of us have never bought a Bible. We go to bookshop Bible. 50 pounds. Say what? 50 pounds for Bible. Yet, yet, we will, we will go and buy a dress for 100 pounds. Or we buy a shoe for 80 pounds. And then you come to the church and then you do clue, chair, clue, chair. Hello, can you see my shoe? No one is seeing your shoe. Your shoe will not take you to heaven. This is what will take you to heaven. It's the word that will take you to heaven. Hallelujah. That's why the devil will do everything to prevent you from having access to the word. He'll prevent you from coming to a church that teaches you the word. Someone say, oh, when we come to church, pastor, it's too much word, 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 word. He's reading the Bible too much. Too much Bible. You want me to read the newspaper? You want me to say, open to page 12 of Sun Observer. Somebody say, from today, I will experience the glory of God on a higher level in the name of Jesus. 
So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says that in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. Oh, I love this. The, the gospel, the light, the gospel, the glorious gospel, Jesus Christ is the image of God. And you and I were made in the same image. But because we lost our identity, God have to send Jesus back to remind us of who we are. To remind us of who we are. And the only way he can remind us is to show us in the mirror of the word. Hallelujah. That it should be shine unto us. Verse 5. For we preach not ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. That's why when we come here I don't say oh look at me uh, it's me. No, no, no. We preach Jesus. This church is about Jesus. This church belongs to Jesus. And there is no other name we lift up in this church except the name of Jesus. Verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So what the Bible is simply saying is that we are glory carriers. The glory of God is in us. You are a carrier of the glory. So it's important how to handle yourself. Do you know that sometimes the devil knows how much more you are worth than you know yourself? Isn't it interesting? Sometimes when, you know, especially ladies, when you go to the salon and you do your hair and someone tells you, oh, your hair is beautiful. say, oh, is it? So you're not sure. <laughs> you buy a dress and say, that dress is, that dress is beautiful. Say, is it? Of course. You have to learn to affirm yourself before others. I don't care what you say about me. I am the righteousness of God. I'm made in the image of God. I am not a second class citizen. I might not be able to speak English like the queen, but I'm telling you, the glory of God is in me. The glory of God is in you. It's 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 in all of us. It's in all of us. So from today, don't focus on that sickness. Focus on the glory. Focus on the glory. Now, now, listen, listen. The only way the glory increases is the more you look in, the more the glory increases. It's like charging your battery. The more your phone or your iPad or your tablet is connected to power, the more the battery increases its power. The more you keep looking, you keep looking. Oh, Father, you said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow. You said, before I was formed in my mother's womb, you knew me. And you called and ordained me as a prophet unto the nations. Well, I didn't finish university. My parents didn't have the money. 
well, that's fine, but I have a rich inheritance. I have a rich inheritance. So you see, the more you look in, the more the glorious light is shining. It's increasing. So by the end of the day, your battery is fully charged. And now when your battery is fully charged, you can stand before Goliath and say to Goliath, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is defying the armies of the Lord? I'm going to cut off your head and I'll feed your body to the birds of the air. So when your battery is fully charged, you begin to make declarations. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed and not cursed. You cannot curse me because I'm blessed. I don't walk in generational curses. I walk in generational blessing. Out of me shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's why I decree that this church is five million strong. This is a five million congregation. I'm telling you, solution is five million strong. Do I have some witnesses in this house? Do I have some witnesses in this house? Now quickly look at something very key in verse 7. Now the Bible says that we are carriers of the glory. But look at verse 7 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says, but we have this treasure. What treasure is he talking about? What treasure is he talking about? The glory. But we have this treasure. The glory is a treasure. That's why you have to protect it. That's why you don't allow glory stealers, glory killers around you. You don't allow glory destroyers. Sin is a glory destroyer. People who gossip are glory stealers. They come and dampen your glory. I don't want no depressed person around me. I am too excited to be depressed. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of his power may be of God and not of us. This scripture alone will take you 10 years to understand. Isn't it a contradiction? If the glory is a treasure, why would God put it in this earthen vessel? It says, so the excellency may be of God and not of us. Why? Because God wants to use the weak things of this world to confound the wise. So when you go about, they don't know that you are a glory carrier. I love a testimony one of our sisters gave late, recently. He said, I've been looking for a job and I just applied. They called me for an interview. I wasn't ready. And when I went, they said, you are the one we have been looking for. This is the one we have been looking for. This is the one we have been looking for. And then when she got there, there were 10 other qualified people. They said, no, we don't need all these people. We need you. You are going to get the job. Now, do you know what that means? Because this treasure is an earthen vessel so that the excellency of his power might not be of us, but of God. Some of you do some awesome things when people ask you, how did you do it? And say, it is of his power. It is of his power. It is of his power. Solution is going to grow so large and so big when people ask us, we'll say, it is of his power. 
we'll see testimonies we have never seen before. When people ask us, we'll say, it is of his power. Hallelujah! I said, hallelujah! I said, hallelujah! Come on, somebody give Jesus some praise. Oh, I said, give Jesus. I said, give Jesus. Give Jesus. Hallelujah. So please understand that the glory of God transforms us from the same likeness of God into his image. That's why 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, but we all, not some, how many? How many? 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all, how many of us? How many of us? So do you know that we are all carriers of the glory? It's not just one or two people. All of us. It doesn't matter what state you are in. You are a carrier of the glory. It says, but we all with an open face. With what? With an open face. Beholding us in the glass. The glory of the Lord. So that means the the glory of the Lord is, is in the glass. It's in the mirror. So for me to see the glory, I have to open this mirror, the glass, and keep my eyes open. Don't snore. Don't snooze. You snooze, you lose. Don't snooze. When you take the Bible and you're about to sleep, go make yourself some cup of coffee, strong one. Sit down, drink that coffee, and go through the word. If it's an issue of sickness, it has been paid for. Go and take back what belongs to you. It has been paid for. You don't have to pay for it anymore. The moment Jesus went on the cross, he paid for your sickness and for all your diseases. It's an irony to pay for something that has already been paid for. It's an insult to God's intelligence for you to pay for what he has already paid for you. The reason why you are paying for it again is because you don't know that he paid for it. If you go to the most expensive restaurant, you know, on Friday I took my I mean, I took my, my wife out because it was 10 years, praise God. I knew the bank was going to be broken, so I went prepared. Went to one of the most expensive restaurants. Then we started ordering. They said, Daddy, can I have this, my children? I said, yeah, yeah. Have whatever you want. Praise God. It's a day for not saying no. Hallelujah. I said, yeah. My wife was looking at me and said, oh, really? Because I'm full of the glory. Now, now, after we finished eating, they gave me the bill. I paid for it. Now, can you imagine my wife saying, okay, you've paid for it. I'm also going to pay for it. That's what? Lack of knowledge. Now, some of us are paying again for what Jesus has already paid for us. Your sickness is your healing is Painful. your promotion is Painful. your favor is Painful. let me hear you 
your, your, your joy is painful. So, joy is painful. So, why don't I experience joy? Because you have joy killers around you. Remove them and you'll be full of joy. Some of you need to go home today and delete some phone numbers out of your phone book. I said, Pastor, that's, not un- that's very unfriendly. Well, <laughs> John the Baptist introduced Jesus to the world. When Jesus heard that John the Baptist was in prison, Jesus moved from that town to another town. John the Baptist was bitter and angry sent his disciples to come and ask Jesus, are you the one? Or should we expect another Jesus? John, Jesus said to his disciples, go and tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, the sick are healed, but blessed is he who is not angry in me. And the Bible says that Jesus moved from that town to another town. So some people's number need to be deleted today. Today, today, today. Not tomorrow, today. Because some of you, when you see their name, your heart's palpitation. You know, there are some people, they don't pick private numbers. (laughs) Yes, it's true. We don't pick private numbers. Why? Because we are scared. Or some joy killers. We know their numbers and we, they know that we know their numbers. So now they call with private, private. That's right, that's right. So delete their number. Take them off. Move on. Where you are going is bigger. Amen. 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 Where you are going is bigger, is greater, and is better. Amen. Finally, as we get ready to glow, close. When the glory of God appears... Four things happen. Number one, darkness bows out instantly. When the glory of God appears, darkness bows out instantly. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2. It says, Arise, shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is what? The glory of the Lord is what? Is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Say amen to that. Or say a better amen to that. The Bible says that the glory of God shall arise upon you and it shall be seen upon you. So when the glory of God appears, number one, darkness bows out instantly. That's why light and darkness cannot dwell together. When light shows up, darkness has to vanish. Number two, When the glory of God appears, depression bows out instantly. Depression is a spirit. Depression is a spirit. You know, most of the time, uh, doctors will tell you that, 
when women have babies, they go through, uh, is it postnatal depression? You don't have to accept that. No, you don't have to, because the spirit of God is in you. You don't have to accept that. My wife never had postnatal depression. Never. Because there's so much joy in this family. We are connected to joy. The source of joy is Jesus Christ. I say, oh, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about from the word. He said, oh, pastor, you know, everyone is different. No, you are not different. God made you in his own image. The only way the devil can steal God's promises from you is through depression. And many people have committed suicide because they were depressed. At that verge, moment of depression, the devil comes in. That's why you have to be careful of depression. It's a spirit and it kills. My wife is a pharmacist. She will tell you about 90%, 90% of patients who come to the pharmacy are on antidepressants. Antidepressants. This whole nation is sitting on a time bomb. This whole nation is sitting on what? On a time bomb because of anti. Young children, age 13, are now on antidepressants. How? How? If God is calling, tell God we are, we are already, we are already, we are already hearing his word. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Antidepressants. And so, Pastor, what are you saying? You don't know what you're talking about. The Bible says that if you stay in his word, if you focus on him, if your mind is stayed on him, he'll give you peace. I have never taken a sleeping tablet before. Never. Never. I sleep like a baby anytime I want. Never. Say, Pastor, have you ever been depressed? Never. Never. I can never be depressed. I'm speaking to you as a child of God. God dwells in me. I can never be depressed. Do you know what I see each week? Do you know what I see? You have no idea. Yet this short man here is telling you he can never be depressed. Somebody said, well, he's not short. <laughs> you forget about that. That's just a description. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't allow the spirit of depression. Make your home a garden of joy. Amen. Amen. That's why this church, now any message I have preached where there is no laughter, it's not God. Please go and take that message and destroy it. No, even if I'm preaching about hell, you still laugh. <laughs> because you are not going there. I'm not going to hell. You are not going there. So we'll laugh. I say, oh, Pastor, you don't know I am in hell right now. No, you are not in hell. You can never experience hell. 
Oh, pastor, the bills, pastor, the bills, the bills are killing me. No, what you say is what you get. They are not killing you. You are over and above those bills. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, pastor, there is this issue at my work. I don't know how to handle it. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God. You see, the moment you allow depression, the devil has access. Depression is the end result of the spirit of fear. How does fear come? By hearing and hearing the word of the devil. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing the word of God. Number three, when the glory of God shows up, sickness bows out instantly. That's why I always declare, I can never be sick. Glory be to God. You cannot be sick. You don't even believe it. That's what God says about you. Say amen to that. Say, I can never be sick. One of these days, your GP will write to you to check, do you still exist? Should we still keep your name on our register? Because you will never go there. I can never lie on the hospital bed. One of the things I was thanking God for the other day, I was telling my wife, what a blessing. These are all part of the package of serving the Lord. My wife is not sick. I am not sick. My children are not sick. We are a blessed family. Do you know what it is for some families going from one hospital to the other every week? Every week, they have all the money. They have all the money in the world, yet they are moving from one hospital to the other, one consultant to the other, from one bad news to the other. Count yourself blessed. That's why Exodus 23, 25, it says, you will serve the Lord and he will bless and say, I will take sickness far, far away from you. The only insurance you have against sickness is you serving the Lord. Question, are you serving the Lord? Question, are you serving the Lord? Before you say yes, where are you serving? Are you serving in the house of God? Serving in the house of God is an insurance. The day you need it most is when you don't have the insurance. That's when the insurance people sting you more. When you make a mistake, your insurance ends and you don't renew it quickly. And your car crashes or something happens, God forbid, there's fire in your house or flooding and your house is not insured, no content. That's when you see the value and the importance of insurance. But when you have it going on, sometimes you don't see its value. Serving the Lord is an insurance against sickness. Because he said the laborers are few. He said the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. So there is no way if the laborers are few, he will allow any of his laborers to be sick on a hospital bed. He won't allow that. So from today, find a place in the house of God and serve. Don't just be, I come, I eat, I go. 
I'm preaching now. The church is very quiet. You say, is he still talking about the glory? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still there. These are some of the benefits of the glory. Don't be, I walk alone. Remember, serpents have independent spirit. Their head is always going like that. They are going like that. Independent spirit. Look for a place in the house of God and serve. You and I are not too big for God. The day you think you are too big for God, that is the day you are, you, you are beginning to, to go down. Amen. Amen. Number four, when the glory of God appears, poverty bows out instantly. Hallelujah. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. The Bible says that wealth and riches shall be in his house. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Psalm 112, from verse 1 to 4. Those who serve the Lord, they are blessed. Generations after them are blessed. So therefore, from today, generations after you are blessed. I said, generations after you are blessed. Somebody say, Lord, Lord, show me your glory. glory. Oh, say again, say, Lord, Lord, show me your glory. As we close, five requirements for seeing the glory of God. Five requirements for seeing the glory of God. Number one, you must walk in meekness. How many of you want to see the glory of God? Number one, you must walk in meekness. Numbers chapter chapter 12 verse 3, the Bible says, And now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. The man Moses was very meek. So if you want to see the glory of God, you must walk in meekness. Number two requirement is you must have absolute faith in God. Absolute faith in in God. Mark chapter 11 verse 22. Jesus said, Jesus answering them and said, have faith in God. Have faith in God, not in man. Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Have faith in God. Don't have faith in the system. Don't have faith in the economy. Don't even have faith in your husband or wife. Don't have faith in your best friend. Because the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked above all. Now, somebody said, oh, his pastor said we shouldn't trust our husbands and wives. That's not what I said. I didn't say that. Go home and say, oh, uh, the pastor said I shouldn't have faith in you now. No, don't have faith in the man. Have faith in God. Don't put your faith in man. Put your faith in God. Number three requirement is be willing and be obedient. Number three requirement is be willing and be obedient. Isaiah chapter one, verse 19, it says, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Be willing and obedient. Number four, be a listener and a doer of the word. Be a listener and a doer of the word. Remember, faith without works is what? Is what? James chapter 2, verse 17, verse 18, verse 20, verse 22, and verse 25. Faith without works is dead. So, be a listener and a doer 
of the word. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1, it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all, not some, all his commandments, which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Say amen to that. Oh, say a good amen to that. God is going to set you above nations. There are men and women here who are going to be above nations. When your name is mentioned, you'll be above 10 nations. Your name will be above 20 nations. Your name will be above 100 nations. And a time is coming, this church, our name will be above all the nations of the earth. In the name of Jesus. The last requirement is honor the Lord. You want to see the glory of God? You have to honor him. Honor the Lord. First Samuel chapter, chapter 2 verse 30. Honor the Lord. Honor is key. Honor is the protocol that revolves around the glory of God. Those who don't honor God cannot see the glory. They cannot experience the glory. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 30. Are you getting something out of this? It says, this is God speaking. It says, wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far from me for them that honor me, I will honor. And them that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So God takes honor seriously. We have to learn to honor God. How do we honor God? We honor God with our time. We come before his presence with a sense of honor. We honor God, number two, with our talents. You have talents in the house. Honor the Lord with your talents. So if you can play instruments, you can play drums, you can play the keyboard, you can play the guitar, honor the Lord with your talents. So if you can do things in this church, you can do projection, you can do video, you can do all kinds of things in the church. Honor the Lord with your talents. And then number three, honor the Lord with your treasure, your money. Say amen. Amen. Pastor, Pastor, ask for that one. It's mine. It's, it's mine. It's my life. It's my life. No, it's not your life. It's not your money. It's God's money. The Bible says that what is it that we have that we have not received from him? That's why Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 says that thou shalt remember the Lord thy God for it is he that gives you power to make wealth. He gives you the power to make wealth. So honor the Lord with your treasure. The, one, the first ten belongs to him. Always come with joy and present it back to him and then he will upgrade you. The tithe belongs to the Lord. 
You want to see the glory? Honor is a protocol that revolves around the kingdom of God. Honor, honor. Now, let me say this in closing. This might seem very harsh and strong, but let me say this in closing. It is rather unfortunate. One of the most disorderly groups of people in the surface of the earth is the charismatic church. I'm sorry. We are so gifted, yet so disorderly. We don't understand the protocol of honor. We don't understand the protocol of honor. And the Bible says that God says, I am the Lord, I change it not. But when it comes to dishonor, he changes. If you don't honor him, he said, even though I have said that your house will be a priest and a king forever, as for this one, I have changed my mind. So please hear me. If you're going to go far in the kingdom of God, honor must be the anchor of your life. It must be your grounding. You can't come to the house of God and cheat. You can come to the house of God and play with the girls. You can come to the house of God and do whatever you like because you have a little title or post. No, honor the Lord. Honor God. Honor God. Let honor be the center of everything you do in this church. Honor is key. You, you know, you can't say, oh, I, I own myself. I can do whatever I like. Please hear me. Honor is key. You want to see the glory of God, you have to walk in honor. And every house has its protocol. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, you, if you check the lives of those who walk in dishonor, check the lives of anyone who walks in dishonor, they can never see the glory of God. I showed you from the beginning, Lucifer walked in dishonor and he never saw the glory. Don't be a victim. Walk in honor. Honor the Lord with your whole heart. Learn to honor God. Never dishonor the house of God. There is a protocol in the palace. We are in the United Kingdom, so we should understand this better. There is a protocol in the queen's palace that when you get to the queen's palace, you don't shake her hands. You can't, you can't pat the queen at her back and say, all right, what's up? What's up, queen? No, you can't do that. There is a protocol. There is a what? A protocol. And it's a protocol of honor. You are told that you cannot bring your hand to the queen except she brings her hand to you. Are you following? And these are earthly kingdoms. How much more heavenly kingdom? See how we even serve God. We serve God with memory, frowning face, complaining. That's why you're not seeing the glory of God. That's why you're not seeing the glory of God. That's why you're not seeing the glory of God. Everyone who murmured and complained, 
their lives. I'm speaking to you right now like a father will speak to his son and daughters. I know you are older than me in age, but I'm speaking to you from the very bottom of my heart. God has shown me something that is coming to this house. And if we would change our ways and honor God and place honor on his word, place honor on everything that concerns the house of God, I'm telling you, your life to go up like that. Why could Jesus not do any miracle in his hometown? Because the people did not honor him. When you honor God, God will bless you. God is just waiting on you for your heart to begin to honor him. And then your long-awaited testimony will come just like that. That's all he's waiting for. So honor God from today. Make a covenant that I'm going to honor him with everything. Honor is also in coming to church early. The queen cannot wait on you. You can't have an appointment with the queen and she gets there before you. There's no protocol. Are you following me? Now you can't have an appointment with God and let God come and wait on you. That's not honor. That's dishonor. If our service starts at 10, be here on time. Don't come casually. And say, oh, why, why is he saying this? There are other churches I can go. You see, that's dishonor right there. That's, that's dishonor right there in your heart. Do you see what I'm talking about? That's right there. Your heart is lifted up against the things of God. That's why you can't see the glory of God. It's time for us to go back to honor. It's time for us to carry in high esteem what matters in the house of God. Because if you can't honor God's house, God cannot honor your house. Amen? Amen? Did you receive it this morning? Did you receive it this morning? Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. We honor God by giving him some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's rise up for now.